This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Everybody and welcome to the June 12th edition of Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And if you've been listening to this program, which I know you have, you already know that the, the people, us at Invest Talk and KPP Financial, are motivated by a desire to help you become a better investor, a better, better money manager of your own funds. And that's good for you, and it's also good for us, you know, because, you know, there's, we all want to make more money. We're, we are all on the same path to try to do that. And so whether you're a KPP client or still content to invest uh, to invest on your own and listen to Invest Talk, we'll welcome you to the program and we'll help you any way we can. Now, for the past several weeks, you've heard me talk about ever-present possibility that the Federal Reserve will in- raise interest rates and they're meeting right now and I'm pretty sure they're going to raise rates. A headline appeared today that gives me more assurance that they're going to do that. Headline read, U.S. inflation accelerates to six-year high, eroding wages. Well, if you drill down into the story and look at some of the underlying data, uh, we're going to do that today on the show. If you have, uh, I'll have to repeat it for you, but that's what we're going to do. Look at all the, 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 the facts about that. But first, let's get to one of our questions. The Invest Talk 24-hour listen line never closes. And here's a call that came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, I have a question concerning a 10-year Treasury note versus a CD. I uh, wanted to see what would be the advantages of investing in the Treasury note versus the CD if they're earning the same interest rate, I guess around 2.5% and this would be in a taxable account. Thank you for your answer, and I'll be listening to your show. Well, I'm not sure there'll be much difference in either one because both of them will pay you that that same rate, and it, and the U.S. Treasury note could be considered safer simply because it's directly backed by the U.S. government, but a CD at a bank is FDIC insured up to $250,000, so that's insurance to protect you as well. But I guess you could say the federal debt is safer than a bank CD. I would think you could say that, but the difference is in very tiny. The difference is very tiny as far as safety because of the FDIC insured. Now, if you put more than $250,000 in any one account, then I would say you won't definitely go with the Treasury because it's safer. And if it's paying the same amount, why wouldn't you do it? Okay, so that that's that's not a hard decision, you know. If you but if you're gonna, I I don't know if I would lock up money for ten years while interest rates are rising. I wouldn't do that at this point. That's too that's too long. Now, while the Fed is widely projected to raise borrowing costs, they're going to raise the rates. Okay, uh, this week, and that'll be the sixth time in eighteen months. The pay figures are a reminder that wages have not accelerated as much as they have in the past from recession. So the Fed may not have to be overly aggressive in its approach because of it. As always, you have questions, and I, you know, 
and we want have answers, feel free to contact me through investtalk.com. Love to talk to you. 888-99-CHART. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Bloomberg.com is reporting the U.S. inflation accelerated May to the fastest pace in more than six years. So we're going to get to that. But first, let's go ahead. Do we already do our call, guys, or are we going to keep going? You, you, you. Okay. Uh, so the consumer price index went up two-tenths percent from the previous month and 2.8 percent from a year ago. Okay. Um, matching estimates, by the way. They all expected that to be. So we're at 2.8 percent. And our CPI, Consumer Price Index. And if they look at the core rate, it's also two-tenths of one percent. But the core rate is at, for the year, 2.2 versus 2.8. Now, that's right in line with what the Federal Reserve wants. Okay? The pickup in the, head, in the headline inflation number uh, is right in line with what they want, what they expected. There's not no surprise. And a separate Labor Department report on Tuesday uh it said the average wages adjusted for inflation were unchanged in May from a year earlier. So wages are not getting out of control, even though we have very low employment. So what does all this mean? Now, we know the Fed's probably going to raise rates, okay? They're probably going to do that. And again, it's the sixth time in 18 months. But the pay figures are reminding us that wages haven't accelerated have not, so the Fed does not have to be overly aggressive in its approach. I think they should stop after this one. Stop for six months or longer. We'll see if they, I don't think they'll do it, but I think they should. Okay? As always, if you have questions that need expanded answers, feel free to contact me through investtalk.com. I'd be happy to do that. This is Talk. I'm Financial Advisor Steve Peasley. The adventure continues. No single day is ever quite like the one before. June is already more than one-third over. And news headlines and economic matrix will continue to influence the market. They will. And, of course, that changes the outlook of all things, right? Now, if we face the future by looking forward to learning, we'll be in the right frame of mind to avoid disappointment. So this is what this show is all about, learning. You're listening to Invest Talk. The number is 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Steve is here to help you find answers and to see you through the decision-making process. So you'll want his number. Call Steve now or anytime, 888-99-CHART. Our main talking point today, everybody, is offered as a cautionary heads up. Claiming Social Security at age 65 can be a mistake. It can be a mistake. Why? I'll elaborate. I'll elaborate on that. I will. Some of the other topics I want to talk about for today. Did you see the AT&T wins court approval to buy Time Warner? How's that going to affect us or does it affect us at all? I'm going to discuss that. Americans just paid off a ton of credit card debt. But there are there is bad news also. It paid off a ton, records amount for the first quarter. But it's not all good news. And fund managers are overweight U.S. stocks for the first time in 15 months. Fund manager, we're talking about mutual fund managers. 
are overweight U.S. stocks for the first time in 15 months. So those things I wanted to get to today. The market, what did it do? The Dow was down two. But the Nasdaq was up 44. Talk about a divergent there. That's pretty big divergency. The S&P 500 was up five. So the market was just okay. The NASDAQ has been pushing to, I think it's at a new high today or yesterday, last couple of days. New high. Not the Dow, not the S&P. They're still down from their peak. And they, they're not, you know, how close they are? Well, it, it's not right there. We've still got a little ways to go. It's not like they're just about ready to break it. They're not. Um, the the Dow, the S&P, for instance, at 27.86, and the old high was like 28.75. So it's like almost 100 points away. That's like 5%, a little less than 5%. But that's a pretty, pretty good amount when you think of the NASDAQ is already at and exceeded the high today. Kind of interesting, a little divergence there. Now, let's get to another caller. I like to get to the callers, as you know. Uh, they leave a question on our in-time listen line. You can do it as well. 888-99-CHART. Good afternoon, gentlemen. New investor here. But I would love to say, first of all, that the knowledge I have gained from you guys is beyond my expectations. Thank you for everything you've done. Okay, so today's question is about stock splitting. A two-part question. Question number one. Why do companies split their stock? I have a general understanding as to why when it comes to making money or, re or more revenue. I just want to understand why exactly. And is there really a benefit when a company splits their stock? I know I gain more shares, but in the long run, is there really a benefit to it? All right. Thank you. Okay, first let's just describe what a stock split is. A company can split its stocks, uh, split its stock, outstanding stock, uh, by going from a million shares to two million shares instantly by saying, I'm going to cut the stock in half. I'm going to do a two-for-one split. So if the stock, a million shares out there at $25 a share, I'm going to split it to make everybody double their shares, get two-for-one, and I'm going to change, then the stock is going to go down from $25 a share to $12.50 a share. So you really did not benefit financially from the split. You do have more shares. You have double the shares on a two-for-one split. Now, they can have a three-for-one split. They can have a one-and-a-half-to-one split. They can do anything they want. They also could do a reverse split, which is a one-for-two or what, but we won't get into that. A normal split is what we're talking about. Now, why would they do that? Well, they used to do it a lot more frequently than they do it now. But the reason they, they gave years ago, and I'm talking about in the 90s, is to keep the, keep the public interested in the stock because if it gets too expensive, the, a lot of uh, individual investors can't afford, or at least in their mind, they can't afford to do it. In other words... If the stock is $500 a share, maybe they can only buy two shares. They only have $1,000 to spend on that, two shares. Well, if it was split for five for one, it would be $100 a share. Or 10 for one, it would be $50 a share. 
How many shares can you buy now? $50. It kept the liquidity going. It kept the stock more liquid because more buyers can buy it or would buy it. That was the main argument for splitting the stock. Warren Buffett never split his stock. But it's, what is it, $45,000 for his A shares per share? Do you have $45,000 to buy a share of, of uh, Berkshire Hathaway? You see how it can get too expensive and you can't buy it, therefore it's illiquid? Well, see, in his mind, you should never sell his shares. You should buy it and hold it anyways. But that's why the liquidity aspect of splitting, it does not increase your value. However, however, emotionally, uh, it is considered to be a positive thing because the stock obviously went up in price and they had to split it to bring it down in price. So therefore, now it probably will go continue up. It's like a positive mental thing. But as far as actual value, doesn't change your value at all. Not one iota. Social Security benefits, everybody. You know, everybody thinks they retire at 65. That's the age because, you know, that, that's an artificial age, right? That age was thought up by Social Security back in the 1930s, uh, what, 39, when the Social Security Act was passed. And that's that age at 65 that you got to collect your Social Security benefits. But the average uh, longevity, uh, you died before you're 65 years old. So, so most people, they knew that wouldn't collect it. Only the people that got grew old then. But anyways, that 65-year-old date, that's, that, that's no longer applicable because now you can't collect full Social Security benefits until you're 66. You can always collect partial Social Security benefits before age 65. Always you could start at 60, 62 now. But the full security full security benefits didn't charge until 65, but now it's 66. So if you're born in a certain period of time, and what is it? Uh, and between 1943 and 1954, Social Security uh, starts at 66 years old. And after 1955, uh, you know, you, you was it 67 after 1960? If you're born after 1960, it's now 67 years old. Full Social Security benefits. You listen to Invest Talk, give me a call. 888 99Chart. Let's get back to Invest Talk, made possible each day by KPP Financial where their balanced income investment approach primarily focuses on attaining an income stream through stable dividend-paying companies and quality corporate bonds. But is it right for you? Learn more about KPP's investment programs anytime at investtalk.com. But now, let's hear your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Jeff from Texas. I really appreciate your show. I have a question about United Microelectronics Corp, ticker symbol UMC. It came on my radar, and the fundamentals look great. I just can't figure out why the price is so low, and I was wondering if I could get your take on it, see if it's something that's worth investing in. Maybe uh, just a small position, a uh, couple thousand dollars. Hey, I appreciate your time. Have a good one. Okay, I'm going to argue that the price is not that low. 
Now, you're looking at it because it's a $2.90 stock. You're saying the price is so low because it's only a $2.90 stock. That's just the absolute price of the shares, but you don't measure a stock's high or low price based on the pure number. You, re you relate it to its earnings per share. This stock is going to make 13 cents a share in 2018. It's going to make 16 cents a share in 2019, and that's probably why it's at a new 52-week high at $2.90. A year ago, it was at $1.95. Okay, so it's really made a huge move. But don't mistake low-price stocks. When I say low price, the low uh, the share price, that's all I'm talking about, the low share price stocks with being a, a low price stock concerning value. Remember, everything relates to earnings per share. Everything. So we're talking about a stock here that has, what, an 18 PE? That's not cheap. It's not low. It was uh, maybe 7 PE, maybe. The growth rate is only 4%. Okay, uh, sales growth is 4%. Uh, uh, the earnings growth is flat from 2017 to 2018 at $0.13 cents a share. In 2019, it's going to go up to $0.16 cents a share, which is, on a percentage base, a good move. It also pays a 2% dividend. I'm not sure how secure that is. The return on equity is only 5%, though. That's very low. Uh, they don't have much debt. Uh, so it's not a bad company or anything like that. Remember, this is uh, United Microelectronics, a Taiwanese manufacturer of wafers and telecom consumer electronics, PC and memory markets, that kind of thing. It's a $7 billion company, so it's mid-cap. So it's not small, but just because it's $2.90 a share doesn't mean it's cheap. It's just a low share price. That's it. But it's kind of expensive or at least, I think it's kind of expensive for a sales growth rate of only 4% in the last, you know, 4 or 5% in the last year. That's pretty low, growth-wise. So, I'm not too keen on the stock. Especially return on equity, only 5%. Remember, I want, in the high teens, return on equity. So, it's, it's not that great of a company. And don't buy it just because it's $2.90 a share. That's, that's meaningless. Okay. Appreciate the call, though. Thank you. That's UMC is a symbol. UMC, United Microelectronics. It's an ADR. In other words, it's a uh, it's a company out of uh, Taiwan. Uh, not here. But they trade here under an ADR, American Depository Receipt. That, that means they have to report their numbers using GAAP, General Accounting Principle Rules, and it has to be sponsored by one of our big banks to trade here in the United States. Okay, AT&T won its lawsuit uh, to, uh, against uh, the uh, Justice Department who sued them to beg, to, who refused to give them the approval to buy Time Warner, saying that it was monopolistic. And AT&T took the, to a court to say that it's not, and AT&T won today. Now, what does this mean? Now, remember, AT&T, what do they do? They provide the pipeline, right, to get the data from point A to point B, either voicemail or photographs, uh, TV, movies, whatever you want to put through the pipeline, you can put through the pipeline into the house, into the home. 
Now it's a question, well, what do you put through the pipeline? AT&T just offered the pipeline with the purchase of Time Warner. Now they're going to have content that they can push through their pipeline. And what this is, is probably going to set off other people, other buying, you know, of different companies. Disney has made an offer to buy parts of Fox. And Comcast has also made a bid to buy parts of Fox. So that probably would go through. The worry is that it will retard competition in the things that we watch on TV. Uh, you know, you know who the largest user of the pipelines out there are for providing entertainment to us? That's Netflix, by far. Netflix. So I, I don't know. I don't think. We, of course, it's something you have to watch. But I don't. I think with a changing of massive amounts of business models. Going from cable to satellite, now to uh, uh, phone lines. And I think this whole industry, that whole telecom, television data industry is, is under massive changes. And I don't know if they can pick winners or losers out there. And they, I don't know if they can say this is going to be a monopoly. Kind of reminds me of the days that IBM was uh, being sued by the government as a monopoly. Then came along PCs and IBM, what, what they, they became an also company. There's no, that, they dropped the lawsuits. So what's coming up on our next Invest Talk? Ten surprisingly common estate planning mistakes. They can be costly. I'll explain tomorrow. But now I've got answers for your money questions topics. Call me at 888-99-CHART. Our podcast continues on next. It may be hard to believe, but the average 401k investor misses out on over $5,000 per year in investment gains. How come? Poor timing and subpar fund choices. That's the big challenge that is being met now with active 401k. The typical 401k plan has limited choices. People don't know what to do, and that's exactly why Active 401k was devised. It may be just what you've needed. It ranks your current options within your current employer's plan, and then all you do is log in and make the changes. You'll be told exactly what to buy, what percentages, and what funds. This program is offered by invitation to KPP clients and limited number of our listeners, too. And if you'd like to see more about it, just go to investtalk.com and click on the Investments tab and then look for Active 401k. Now let's get back to our podcast. Steve's at his desk. His microphone is warmed up. And he's ready for your questions on this Tuesday Invest Talk. No need to delay. Make your call now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Art in Menlo Park. How you doing, Art? Good. Steve, how are you today? I am good. Hey, I appreciate yeah. your call. Yeah, I was just uh, calling you about uh, BGNS. Because I got in at about 23, close to 23 anyway. And it's up close to Good 30%, I believe. And uh, I was just wondering um, uh, what your thoughts are as far as uh, I'm probably going to sell half the position uh, in the uh, 30 to 31 range. Uh, well, at, at 30, 30, 
at 30 is a 200-day moving average, and it's right there today, $30 a share. So right. hopefully it'll break that. If it breaks that, that is a positive, uh, positive move. And the next resistance should come in around $32, and then another one at 35, and another one at 37. So those are the three resistance levels that you have if it breaks above this $30 range. And it broke above, int broke above it intraday and then closed right at it today, I noticed. BGS, everybody, B&G Foods, Inc., manufactures shelf-stable food products such as jellies and hot sauces sold in the U.S. and Canada. And, Art, I think you know this, but we own this in our a couple of our managed accounts. And one of the reasons we liked it is because their earnings are $2.21 next year, or, yeah, next year, $2.09 this year, and it's a $30 stock. So, what's that, a 14 P.E. or so? You know, a 13 right. P.E.? And the range is, is 11 to 27. Return on equity is 17%. So, and it's a dividend of 6.3%. So, that's there's a lot of reasons to like it, even though it was going down from $37 in December down to a low of 22. And now it's halfway back up there again. So there's other reasons to own it just because other than the reason for it rising because you got you're going to get what you're going to get about six and a half six point seven percent dividend yield all right because you right. bought it at 23 or so 22 23 so if you bought it for the dividend you wouldn't sell it but if you bought it for just the rebound yeah you could take half your profits here and be perfectly okay with that okay excellent for uh, both the uh, dividend and the uh, possible rise of it. So uh, I was just wondering, do you have any ideas why uh, the consumer uh, staples have been uh, rising the last uh, few days or weeks or so? It seems like quite a few. Yeah, uh, they have been. Yeah, I I'm, I'm think, knock on wood, my clients are, are happy we have a few of those. But, Art, they were beaten up. That's why. They were beaten up. There's no magic here. The, all the consumer staples were very, there's a lot of value in that area because no one wanted them. Everybody last year wanted the high growth stocks. They wanted, you know, the Apple and they wanted the Facebook. And the consumer staples were like, eh, who wants those? They're boring. So everybody was getting out of those and getting into the high flyers. And so therefore that made them very valuable as far as being underpriced. And now they're just rising up to their value. That's how I see it. They're just going up to where they should be. Hopefully, they'll uh -oh. keep going. I, I hope so. I, I think it will. I hope so. Thanks, That's all. There's wanna, nothing wrong with that. Go ahead. Okay. Thanks a lot. I said, uh, hopefully, Appreciate the uh, call. they continue to go up because I just got a couple myself. All right. Thanks a lot. Good. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. That was BGS, everybody. BGS is uh, a good, solid uh, food company. It's all a food company. 888-99-CHART. We did, I don't know if I finished my Social Security talk, but just realize that if you wait till you're 70 before you, you know, start collecting your Social Security benefits, you get about 8% more per year. Full retirement age for most people uh, now is about 66 to 67, no longer 65. Full retirement age means you get your full benefits. You can collect them at 65. You can do it. But <coughs> you're not going to get the full benefits, and that's that's an issue. I like everybody to get the full benefits. 
Americans just paid off a ton of credit card debt. Now, this was an article on Market Watch, but is that really good news? It was a, and, and uh, for the first quarter of 2018, they paid $40 billion down on their credit. $40 billion down, taken down on the credit card debt. Okay. Do you have any idea how much our credit card debt is? We have a little over a trillion. We're talking about credit card debt now. A little over a trillion dollars in credit card debt. So even though $44 billion, $40 billion is a lot of money and it's close to a record, it's the second highest, it's still, we still got a trillion dollars of it. And the first quarter, they added more to the credit than they paid off. So it really is not much of a change in the whole credit card picture. Not much change at all. It just, it does feel that Americans are starting to be a little bit smarter about the credit card debt they're carrying. Okay, and they are paying it down more than they have in the past. In other words, credit card debt just goes up and up and up every year, every year, every year. Then it peaked, what, in 2008 or nine, and just before the recession, came down pretty hard. Then now it's slowly rising again, but it's the acceleration is slowing. So it's not a bad thing. It's just the, the, the top line news. Americans paying off credit card debt is not really true because <laughs> it isn't. Okay. 888.99 chart. At the heart of a good professional relationship is trust, right? Trusting that your financial advisor, myself, is looking out for you. Well, KPP Financial is a registered investment advisor firm. And as that, we are, of course, are a fiduciary. And we are required, all fiduciary are required to make the best possible decisions for their clients. And since Justin and I practice what we call parallel investing, that means we buy the same stocks, bonds at the same price, same percentage as our clients, we try to give you a little extra assurance that we're doing the, everything we can do to help you make money because we're doing it for ourselves too. Now, if you'd like to see the investment programs offered by KPP Financial, our firm, just go to invest to the investments tab, investments tab on investtalk.com. What does an InvestTalk insider know that you don't know? Perhaps something she or he saw on one of the dozen or more KPP financial webinars. Or insight gleaned from the easy-to-read info sheets written by Steve and Justin. Why not give yourself the insider advantage? Sign up today on investtalk.com. It's free. Just click on the InvestTalk tab. Good afternoon, fellas. This is Manuel from Florida. I'm a new investor, and I was wondering, just last week, I heard you explain how companies get their stock value. Uh, and you mentioned the AutoZone in the high 600s of Walmart, around $84. And then you also mentioned that companies split their stock. Well, I was wondering why you would want to split your stock. That's basically what I want to know. I'll be looking forward to the answer. All right, thank you. Okay, we answered that stock split question, not this from this guy, but from someone else, which is kind of interesting. You don't get two of those very often in a row, how stock split and why they do it. But I can maybe elaborate on the value. How, do you, how's, how does a stock 
How do you know what a stock value is or how is that determined? And as I said, and I've said many times, it all relates to the uh, earnings of the company. Either the current earnings or the projected earnings, you know, or, or what people think they're going to earn. Because everybody's looking forward. Everybody looks forward. What are they going to earn? We get estimates of what they're probably going to earn, which could be wrong because it's estimates. But it's all an effort to figure out what the value is. And so we know what the long-term value of the S&P 500 is because over long periods of time, it trades at a 15 PE, meaning 15 times earnings. If, this, if the company makes a dollar, its stock price would be $15. The S&P trades about 15 times forward-looking earnings. Okay? That's what they trade at. So we know if it's under that, it's undervalued. If it's over that, it's overvalued based on historical norms. Now you can break that down, not only the S&P 500, you can break it down by sectors. Different sectors have different average P.E. ratios. So then if you study it long enough, you understand that the P.E. ratio also is related very much to the speed of the growth of sales and earnings. How much growth there is. How fast is it? And the stock will trade at a higher P.E. range. Now, there are stocks that make no money and they're selling at a price. How can they, they don't have no E, so they have no E, so they can't have a P.E. ratio. But they're still selling. Well, I would tell you, don't buy stocks that don't make money. But they're growing their sales real fast. Uh-huh. Well, let me remind you about uh, the dot-com era where they were growing... Uh, what well, eyeballs back then really really fast millions and millions of people are coming to the internet looking at their site but there was no e no earnings that's why all those dot coms many 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 90 percent or 80 percent of them went out of business there was no e there was no e to ever catch up with with the price of the stock you gotta have e earnings earnings without earnings you got a story. How much are you going to pay for a story? How much do you want to pay for a story? You want to hear? Tesla's got a great story, but they have no E. They hope to have an E, and that's what this, the hope is all about, them eventually having an E, or earnings. And then, what will the, then what's a reasonable PE for an auto company? Right? What is that? Do you know what the average, long-term average for auto industry companies? It's much lower than the S&P 500. See, so that's how you evaluate these things. It takes time, takes study. Eventually, you'll learn it. Time for Invest Talk Personal, everybody. You may have heard me talk about the fact that preparing for your retirement is more than just about money. And AARP urges its members to first define their retirement. Define it. What is your retirement? What is it going to look like? So what is your step one? What, is, what do you do first? Now, you probably have some idea on how you want to spend your retirement, how you're going to, you know, what, what you're going to do in it. But you, why don't you write down your objectives, list your goals, or what are you going to do in retirement? What, and what do those things cost? you got to focus on a budget. How much it's going to cost you to do the things that you want to do. Are you going to travel? Are you going to have a lot of trips to the lake? Are you going to buy a vacation home? What, what are you going to do? You know, so write all these things down. You're going to do more things with your kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, or whatever. 
try to limit the list to your top five goals. Don't make everything. Keep a scrapbook of what you want to do. You know, your, uh, your bucket list. Make a bucket list. Uh, my wife's bucket list is to see all the baseball stadiums in the United States. We have like four left. See, a bucket list. And since my nephew is now a 49ers, now we got to go see all the 40, all the football stadiums. Bucket list. See how that works? Now, if you define your goals and and, and, and clearly, don't make them general vague. You got to be pretty specific. I mean, you can have them general vague, but you're going to have to relate to the cost of living in retirement with these goals. You got to figure out how much it's going to cost, and then do you have the money? That's the best talk personal. If you need some help with any of this, I'm here. Give me a call. Justin and I will help you. We help our clients all the time with these kind of questions. 888-99-CHART is our hotline, or you can make a personal note to me. Come directly to me at investtalk.com. Okay? Now, the great thing about our Anytime Lister line, it never closes. Here's a question that came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Love your show. This is Nate calling from Goleta. Been listening for about three months now and really appreciate all the great information that you're sharing with uh, your audience. Wanted to get your thoughts on the company Blackline, BL, and just what your overall uh, opinion is on the company. It's a small cap at the moment, but I'm hoping that they're going to be growing quite a bit. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your help. Interesting. I have never come across back black line. Had a great day up today, up 6.58 percent, uh, up to 47 dollars and 48 cents. Black Line Inc. traded on the Nasdaq under BL, the symbol BL, develops cloud-based software platform designed to automate and control accounting and finance operations. Black Line. Okay. The company made no money year after year after year until two till this year. This year, they're, they're scheduled to make $0.03 cents a share. Next year, $0.13 cents a share. Okay, that's a very good earnings growth rate. And the sales growth rate has been in the 30 to 40% per quarter, every quarter for the last two years. Every quarter. So, remember we talked about valuations? This People are evaluating this based on that 30 to 40% quarter after quarter after quarter growth rate, consistent. And they're going to make $3, 3 cents a share to 13 cents a share. That's 300 plus percent increase of earnings per share. The stock is trading at $47.48. 13 cents a share means this stock is really, really expensive. But it's all based on the future ability to make more money. That's what everybody's thinking. Now, I, I, it's at a new 52-week high. You have to ride the stock as, as it goes. You just got to ride the ride. But it's going to be a very rocky ride because it's a, it's because of the sales and earnings. If there's any miss in the sales growth, the stock will collapse. If it accelerates more, it'll keep going up. Simple as that. I wouldn't buy it. Too expensive for me. We have time for one more call as we move into the last segment of the hour. I'm sure you'd like to speak with me. I hope so, anyways. So please call. There's no reason to procrastinate. Call me now at 888-99-CHART. Hi. 
on the next Invest Talk, 10 Surprisingly Common Estate Planning Mistakes. That's tomorrow. But now, get ready to call Steve. He's here, and he'll have answers to your financial questions. The lines are open, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Cody Edson from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Had a question for you on trying to generate passive income. I know Lending Club is a popular option these days, and I just wanted to get your take on that option to generate passive income. Appreciate uh, the response and look forward to hearing back. Thanks. Everybody else, passive income is income from dividends or something that you're not actively working for. Dividends are most common. Bonds, you get the income from the bonds. You can get income from REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, or uh, Master Limited Partnerships, all passively they pay you, and you do nothing but collect it. That's what passive income is. And I, I like it a lot, especially as you approach retirement. You want more and more of the passive income. You want to take less risk, but also generate more income. And I think it's a sound investment strategy to try to take care of that passively. But you have to be careful. You know, passive income is also you can buy a, a, a property and rent it out. Buy a house or a duplex and rent it out. That's passive too. But you got to be careful because... You know, you get, there's risks involved, just like anything in investment. There's always risks. And when it, if it sounds too good to be true, that means it is too good to be true. True. There is no uh, miracle here. There's no magic anything to get passive income. It's you, you, you can only get what is reasonable from your, from your investments. Anytime someone tries to convince you you can make a lot more money, it's not possible. Now, I had a question, uh, an email question about Scott's Miracle Grow, symbol of SMG. And the person who asked about the stocks uh, points to the recent uh, merger and acquisition going on. And also, uh, that's going on, and maybe this uh, Scott's Miracle Grow is a, a merger target. And a potential marijuana industry um, boost. So Scott's Miracle Grow manufactures lawn, uh, garden products, including fertilizers, plant food, growing media. I don't think the marijuana industry would do anything to help this stock. I don't. Now, is the stock good? Uh, well, it's a good, strong company. They're going to make $4.61 next year. It's an $86 stock, so you're looking at a 20-plus PE range, a little over 20. Pays 2.4%. The sales have been pretty erratic, though, and it's it's a tough industry to be in. It really is. They took on some debt with purchasing uh, assets of Sunlight Supply, uh, so they took on some debt for that. If you're going to try to take advantage of uh, legalized marijuana, by the way, remember, it's not federally legal. It's illegal from a federal point of view, and only the states are trying to pass it and say it's legal in their state, but the federal government can come in and arrest people. So don't think it's, you know, legal yet. But um, I, we, for instance, I own a company, in our manager, one of our managed accounts, that dries uh, tobacco leaves for the <coughs> cigarette industry. Now, why would I consider that a marijuana play? Well, if marijuana does become legal, even from a federal point of view, 
they roll those uh, into little cigarettes, won't they? And they do it now. So, but I also bought the company based on its current numbers and its future numbers using its current business. And that's just a possibility down the road, not something that will make me, you know, buy the, buy or sell a stock. So you just got to be real careful if you're thinking about getting into that marijuana industry area because of that still federal, federally illegal issue. Okay, uh, fund managers are overweight U.S. stocks for the first time in 15 months. This is a survey done by Bank of America. Um, and what they did is they surveyed uh, a, a huge amount of global fund managers. And these global fund managers are have the highest weightings of U.S. stocks in 15 months. Okay, they're, they're, why is that happening? And two, by the way, two two thirds of these fund managers have the U.S. outlook as the best in the world, and that's a 17-year high. Two thirds of them with that attitude. Why are that? Why is that look so good? Is because our economy looks like it's gaining strength, while Europe and Asia economy isn't stagnating. That's why. Interesting, huh? Well, today's program is ending, everybody, but you can listen anytime to our online podcast. Just go to investtalk.com and scroll down the page, and you'll see the podcast player. I'm financial advisor Steve Peasley. Justin Klein and I thank you for making us part of your daily show, daily life, daily routine. I appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. They thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.